0: Welcome in. It's the Mostly Magic Podcast. Jake Chapman here with you. It is Thursday, March 24th. The Magic, eight games remaining. Uh, big win on Tuesday night against Golden State Warriors at home. And then a tough one last night in Oklahoma City. Uh, We'll see the Kings on Saturday at Amway Center. And um, I named this the Mostly Magic Podcast because at this time of the season, sometimes I want to talk about things other than the Orlando Magic. And that brings me to my guest today. He is uh, Chops. Offseason chops, chops from complex, king of the Browns Twitter spaces. Um, and basically, he's been at the center of the last couple months on social media as far as the Browns go. Um, chops, thanks for joining me, man. I appreciate it. How are you doing? What's up, man? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I wanted to ask you uh, a bit about your career. I've been following you kind of from afar for a while. Um, mm-hmm. and I think it's been sort of interesting the way things have gone the last couple yeah. weeks. And you've been, dude, you've been taking such a, um, you've taken Twitter spaces to a place that I haven't seen very many people do. And we've been trying it kind of experimentally with the magic over the course of the season. So I wanted to get into that a little bit and we'll talk a little bit of Brown's, but Will you just give me a little background where you're from, how you got to where you are, how you got with complex
1: uh, and what all you do. Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of broke into the industry like 2012 started writing about music uh, for complex and, you know, and uh, I, I, I got a shot and just a kid from Cleveland. And, you know, eventually I moved out to, you know, New York city and, you know, started working on the Joe Budden show, the everyday struggle, Mm -hmm. um, kind of, um, you know, propelled, you know, my notoriety a little bit and then, you know, had a stint at Def Jam and then, you know, went back to complex to kind of run their sports actually left complex in November. So, and, you know, that kind of, brought up the whole you know twitter spaces thing was because it you know i had to find out what i wanted to do i kind of was like you know there were some consulting things i was doing you know i've had such an experience in the digital space that i was like i really just want to be free to to have ideas and be able to put them in a place where i wanted you know where i'm able to execute them and the twitter spaces thing just kind of came up just randomly. I'd never used it before. And, you know, I wanted to talk after, I think it was, I think it was after the the pit, the Steelers game, the second Steelers game when everything just went so horribly wrong, obviously. And I was just like, I want to talk about the Browns and, you know, like 500 people joined. And I was like, wow, this is, you know, seems to be some interest here. And it just kind of, you know, became something that, you know, it is now where it's, you know, if I, Start it, you know. We can get fifteen hundred people in a blink of eye, you know. And you know, it's fun. I love talking about the Browns. I love, I love talking about sports. You know, like my career started in music, and it kind of evolved from there. So I'm glad that I was able to kind of have the opportunity to shift because a lot of people aren't able to do that. You know, like once you get kind of put into a space in the entertainment industry and in the in media, you kind of it's hard to break through and you know, like kind of be able to shift between different topics so you know I'm, I'm very fortunate i'm very you know happy you know i still have love for everybody you know who i work with at complex a lot of great friends over there but yeah it's it's been an exciting you know few months um that's fascinating for multiple reasons all right first of all where are you from in cleveland east side of cleveland uh grew up like chagrin falls area i'm from high school yeah uh, I was
0: born in Cleveland Heights. I grew up in Chardon. We were about to live in, in Falls. I used to go to the Shkrin Falls movie theater quite a bit when I was, uh, what,
1: uh, 10, 12? Five, $5 Monday movies. It was great. Yeah, buddy. Uh, yeah, yep. buddy. And no yep. better
0: place to bring a to bring a lady than the Falls and, and, and the popcorn
1: shop. And uh, that's, that, yep. that's that's primetime date stuff. All right. So are you, are you still in New York or are you in Cleveland? No. So move back to Cleveland. Um, you're getting wow. all the excuses right now. Yeah. So move back to Cleveland, doing some stuff. Uh, that I can't really announce yet. But, okay. you know, some, th- there's going to be some some announcements coming. Um, uh, but, yeah, moved back to Cleveland. And, uh, you know, I was in New York for seven years and just, you know, just it was kind of over it, you know. But, um, yeah, excited to be excited. To, like, it's just like – it's a whirlwind. Like, it's just like there's just so many – like, this is like a, a brand new world, you know, and it's it's fun. And, you know, I'm just I'm really excited about it. Um, it's dope
0: because for a couple different reasons. For one thing, I think there's like I moved back to Cleveland when I was uh, 34 and I had already done yeah. nine years in the NBA and I mm-hmm. took a huge pay cut to go work for 92.3. Mm-hmm. And I'm producing the midday show and I'm and I'm doing my Sunday show and I'm on the Bronze Radio Network. And it's like everything I ever freaking wanted. And then there's all yeah. this stuff that 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 I didn't consider, like how little money they pay in radio and yeah, <laughs> right. like that. And so I think to be able to do it the way you're doing it, which is kind of like your way and not a, a beholden. And look, 923 The Fan was one of the greatest experiences I ever had. It's just the business. The yeah. business sucks. Um, there's just not a lot of money to fly around to be able to do it the way you're doing it and kind of own it. um, I think that's, I I think that's kind of the key to all of it. Um, The Steelers game, I'm trying to think because boy, one time you and I were going at each other after one of these games, which I think is kind of a rite of passage in in Brown's Twitter is to be on either side of and angry
1: after a Brown's loss. That's what it is. Right. It all comes back to Baker. I mean, you know, and you know, I got a lot of, a lot of people were mad at me for three months you know, because, and I did change my opinion on Baker. I, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't defend it anymore. And I mean, that's someone who I've interviewed Baker three times, I know, you know, like I've, I've interacted with him. Like I was like, the first time I did it was before the 2019 season. And they flew us out to Cleveland, me and a photographer. Like I was on his body armor bus. Like it was the very personal, you know, like, like good communications with him and, you know, sorry, my dog's down here. Um, and like a lot of people, like I, like a lot of people were like, Oh, you turned your back. It's just like, you know, it's a business and you know what? He probably doesn't like me anymore, but you know what? That's, I mean, it's, it is what it is, you know? And, you know, I wish no ill, Ill will towards anybody. I don't, you know, hope he doesn't fail anywhere. It's just, you know, my opinions on the Cleveland Browns quarterback changed and a lot of people were very mad at me for about three months. And then a lot of people saw that Andrew Barry agreed with me. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know? Well, but the ironic part is, and you know, I, I don't want to give too much uh, airtime to to yeah. the poetry guy and the Baker Bros. But like, <laughs> those are the ones who act like they're the ones who have been on the body armor bus, right? Those are the ones who act like they have yeah. personal relationships, and they come yeah. at you as if you're trying to yeah. tear the man down, and you're coming from it uh, at it from a business perspective and from a sports yeah. perspective, which is um, which is sort of the key to all of this, right? Like mm-hmm. you. I, being a Browns fan is more than just being a sports fan um, as evidenced by the numbers of people who joined your spaces. I jumped on last night. You guys are doing a phenomenal job. There was nothing really going on except for maybe some Odell rumors. And you had over mm-hmm. a thousand people in there and you guys were talking about who's the third tight end going to be. And people were <laughs> engaged, you know, like um, I, I think that's what it is. I, I think there's something that people don't quite understand about being a Browns fan. And that that's in defense of the Baker bros. I mean, they're, they yeah. were emotionally very, very tied to that guy, and uh, but it's football.
1: I got to remember, it's just sports. I think it's just like I feel like it's just like like people tweet me all the time. They're like, like this is what this. They're like, this reminds me of like old school sports radio. You know, like like it's exactly got what I was like thinking, Mike, bro. It's got like Mike and the not. I'm not comparing it to Mike and Mad Dog, but like I feel like people like that, like the the community feel of it is kind of what I think people are kind of getting. Like again, I'm not comparing myself to my princess and anything like that. You know, I'm just like, I get people who DM me, my DMS are open. So I get so many DMS that people just like, like, I just like, I love the community. I love being able to talk Browns. And it's just like, that's all I want. I just want people to feel like they have an outlet to understand what's going on, you know? And I, and like, I feel like a lot of the times there were Browns fans and like when it's just a lot of people just, and I'm not trying to, how do I want to say this? It just, I felt like a lot of people didn't understand how the NFL worked. Mm. As I was, you know, like a lot of people, I mean, you know, you work, you work in professional sports, you know, that like these things don't last for long, right? you know, and that's, and that's like the whole thing that I was trying to tell people from the start was you, you, you have to understand this as a business and, and, you know, guys aren't going to just, uh hope is not a strategy i think that's the best way to put oh. it in. like and, and like and, and loyalty get... doesn't mean shit right i mean yeah <laughs> like... yeah and it's just like and i think i want to i want to think that like at some point like a lot of browns fans feel more informed based on what you know kind of what we're doing and you know damian woody popped in the other day and you know he he's been a big supporter and and he told me he hit me up after he said he was in a jet spaces with like whatever amount of people. And he was like he was screaming at them that they're doing it wrong, you know. So it's like, you know, I, I like to think that, you know, Browns fans are really kind of like paving the way from this, you know. How
0: many what was the number you put? How many people joined the week of the Deshaun?
1: 150,000 unique listeners. Dude, that is a free agency week. Yeah,
0: that's remarkable. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think it's I think it's over 1.5 million since January added up. Yeah, it's and, crazy the guy, like.
0: and And do you ask like uh, like TA or like do do you sort of organize like these are going to be my guys on as speakers before you jump on or do you just kind of have a little crew and if they're in then you then you use them?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just I have my normal crew. Brad's in there, you know. Brad Brad gets a lot of hate because he's young, but you know he does. He does legitimately break Brown's news, yeah. you know, The work um, speaks for itself. Yeah. TA, T.A. you know, if he's available, like he'll, he'll pop in, like Field Yates, i I'll text sometimes and just be like, Hey, do you have a second? You know, come on in that kind of thing. It's, it's, it's really informal. I like, I think I'll probably start setting up more, you know, guests on like a more formal level at some point. But like, I just, I love like the chaos of it. You know, it's like, you just never kind of know who's going to be able to pop in and, and kind of you know, go from there. So, I kind of like that element of it. You know,
0: yeah. No, I think that's. Um, it, it, I mean, it's funny because you absolutely are doing a a, a sports talk show. You're doing a yeah. a, 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 a continuous, um, informal sure, but you know, turn the radio on. Most sports talk
1: radio is informal in these days. It I is mean. just. I mean, I've kind of like boxed myself into a corner because I've during free agency, like before free agency week, I was doing like twice a week. Because I I kind of communicated with Twitter. I, I kind of set up some with Twitter where they're like, okay, do two a week and, and we'll go from there. And so I was like, okay. And free agency week, I was like, well, this is going to be so crazy. I'm going to do one every day. I ended up doing three a day for all of free agency week. Like, like 11, two, and then you know nighttime. And I think we did four. The day the Baker letter came out, I think we did four. Because I think we ended one and then he dropped a letter and then I had to do another one. But now it's to the point where People are expecting them every day. So like I tried to take last night off and I just I just people were just like my mentions are just space space. And I'm just like, you know, and so now, you know, I've kind of put myself into a corner where, you know, people people want it. And it's just like I'm not complaining. You know, that's like it's a good thing that people want you to do something like that. You
0: know, Do, do you ever wake up and say, I want to tweet about hip hop? But I can't. No,
1: <laughs> So so that's that's the funny thing. So like my Twitter, you, like I like when I was writing about music, like I I still always talk about Cleveland sports. You know, like I always had like a Cleveland sports slant to my Twitter, sure. even when I was working on the button, whatever, you know. But I just at some point, I think like three years ago, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to like talk about Cle- like I'm not going to even like really do anything else. Like I'll talk about movies sometimes like I think I tweeted about the horrible Ben Affleck deep water movie the other day um, that just came out, but you know, like, or I I tweeted about the Batman, but I was like, you know what? Like, like this is what I want to do. This is, this is what I'm going to focus on. And, you know, I'm going to see kind of where it takes me just as my own personal strategy, social strategy. Cause like, that's what, that's something I do. I help, I help companies and I help athletes do social stuff. That's what I've been doing, you know, since November. And, and I was like, well, I should look inward and kind of, you know, do a social strategy. And like, I, I'm up to like 22,000 followers. I had like 15,000 like in February, you know? So really, I mean, wow. Yeah. It's I jumped had, like, that the, much. Yeah. Like, yeah. My Twitter analytics page is, uh, so like, I have like a guy who, from distinction agency, Alex, he's great. You know, he kind of helps me just like navigate deals and stuff. And so I, he has me send my Twitter analytics page to him every day. And it's literally like, I'm, i he's like, this is insane. So I, I, and you know, it's not all people that agree with me, you know, like I think that's the beauty of it is that's the beauty of the Twitter spaces is is it's not just people that agree with you. It's not like a, like a bubble, you know, it's like anybody, like I'll let anybody come on and say anything as long as you're respectful and not going to be, you know, yelling or anything like that. You know, like, like I love to hear other people's opinions and with the Watson stuff, it's a very sensitive issue. And like, it's tough to navigate around that because, you know, there's very serious allegations. There's 22 open cases. And like, so if anybody wants to come in and say they don't agree with the Browns, I'm going to let them talk and I'm going to respect their opinion. And I'm going to, you know, what was that like? Um, was it, was it heated the day of? Well, well, the like, yeah, like, I mean, every everybody's probably seen our, the reaction now when it happened, because it was just such a surprise. And like, I thought to myself, I was like, shit, do I look bad? Because, because obviously it's such a complicated issue and we're here. We are. Brad sounded like he got shot by somebody with a gun. I don't know. You know, like, like I'm like, what the, you know, like, so it's just like it, it, but I think it's been good. Like, I think we've had, we've had people come in we've had people talk and, you know, kind of share experiences. So I think it's, I I think for me, it's, it's I've been able to see the other side of what people think about things, you know, and like, I'm always appreciative of that.
0: Tuesday morning, I did a hit uh, with our flagship station. You know, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be about basketball, about freaking Jalen Suggs and Franz Wagner. And it's 8.15 yeah. in the morning. And the first question he hits me with is,
1: Well, we know you're a Bounce
0: <laughs> fan. And I'm like, You know, it's, it's it, I'm
1: hemming and hawing. I'm like, Isn't it crazy that no matter what, Cleveland is always like kind of like the epicenter of the sports world? Always like, always. like, how do they, like, how do they do that? Like, how is it possible that, like, Cleveland is always just somehow. It, you and know
0: I don't and, and, and I don't mean to diminish at all what you've done but 6 thousand followers in a month or whatever that's that's clear I mean there's some Cleveland in there right like that is because oh, of oh, I mean the so serendipity chops of you sort of making this move professionally in, in this four month five month six month span of, mm-hmm. of what's going on with the browns I mean it's you, you couldn't have done it better I don't think.
1: I mean yeah like I mean someone someone one of my friends texted me the other day that They said that I turned my, my, my heel turn on Baker was the greatest heel turn since Hulk Hogan in terms of, (laughs) in terms of it could like, seriously, like, like I look, I don't, I'm not a sources guy. I'm not, well, I don't print it, but I do hear things and I do, I didn't just do it because I wasn't just saying that I thought they were going to move on just because I wanted to say it, you know, like I was, it was coming from somewhere and I trusted where it was coming from. I didn't, I did not think they would do what they did. I did not think it was going to, I thought it was going to end like Kirk Cousins. And you know, what's interesting, Baker's team thought it was going to end with Kirk Cousins too. They said that Lloyd said that in his article the other day, like they, they thought it was going to be And like, I thought it would end up something like that. I didn't think that they were going to swing this big, you know, but yeah, it's, it's been a fun journey and you know, I, it's just, it's just, it's fun. That's the thing. Like, like being able to get to do something where you just have a good time and, you know, it doesn't get old is, is just like, I mean, you know, like it's just, it's just fun, you know?
0: Yeah. There's, the, the, um, there's something to be said for, for being able to uh, follow whatever creative impulses you have or, 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 or just kind of be loose about it not be within the yeah. structure. Um, I also think, you know, one of the things that you do really well is you, you display your kind of insider's knowledge without being um, condescending about it. You know, yeah. like there's like, you're cause you're right. A lot of people don't fully understand the, the mechanisms of all of this, but mm-hmm. there's also a lot of people who, who are plugged in like you are, who you don't want to listen to because it doesn't feel, it feels like, you know, an ESPN yeah. guy with, with a nice tie, you know, talking down at you. So I, and that, especially in Cleveland, cause we're so prevent, uh, provincial as part of, Is part of kind of the way people view national, the national media, I think.
1: Yeah, no. And and, and, like, that's the thing. Like, I just want to, like, if I can share information, I want to share information with people, you know, like I think I, you know, obviously I don't want to burn any, burn any bridges or or say something that someone's going to get mad that I said, I don't want to, you know, no one told me the adult comment, the mort got, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to set something on fire, but you know, I do, you know, want to share what I can and I want to, You know, help Browns fans kind of understand. You know what's going on with the team. You know, you almost feel bad for Baker at this point. Mm, No, it's and like, like I I know that sounds harsh, but like, so much of it's just like self, like, like self inflicted, and like he's also making nineteen million dollars. So like, I'm not going to feel bad for anybody making nineteen million dollars. Fair. I do feel bad about the timing because his market's not this bad right. you know like his if this happened a week and a half ago he's probably on the commanders or something you know like his, his it, it, like while while i think the letter was just one of the most mind-numbing things i've ever seen in cleveland like sports history like I, I i don't know how many i've been waiting for someone to tell me another starting quarterback of the nfl who would have done that put out the letter still on the team you know um but who the i think fu- who is he listening to where like what i mean he has his he has his agents he has his two agents he has his marketing guy i i i don't know i can't i can't speak for for that side i you know i haven't had contact with them in a long time you know it blew my mind so, dude i was like who what it, what is this yeah and then but the thing is like so that plays into it but also it's just the timing is just up against it like he literally has two possible places he could go if he wants to start unless unless John Dorsey can convince the Lions to to do something crazy. But I don't see that happening because you'd have to move golf. But so he has two possible places he can go and there's just there's just neither team seems to be in a rush to kind of do that. You know? Yeah. So so while it's hard for me to say I feel bad. I do I do think he's getting picked on for a little bit of a situation just being out of his control. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's – um I I think the biggest mistake he made was not getting the damn surgery. Like, if he had ju- – like, oh, everything yeah. would have changed, obviously, but to me, that was
1: – and I, it. And, and, and I, and I blame goes, him for that. I really do. And I think it all goes back to the contract. Like, I think he yeah. – I think both sides were like, well, we want to keep seeing what you got type thing, you know? And it really boiled over to the point where – I mean, I think Andrew Berry and especially Jimmy Haslam from what I've heard the Detroit game, when he refused to talk to the media after a win, that was it. They were like, we, like this, we, we, we just don't want this guy kind of representing our franchise, you know? Yep. And I think from there, it just kind of, I mean, now we've seen reports, you know, December, the Browns were kind of doing the Watson homework and um, yeah, David Zabak, who used to cover the Cavs, he, He's he's loved sent. I texted him in December, and he's loved tweeting this text recently. But I texted him in December, and I I just got somebody had told me, and you know I didn't really put it on the timeline or anything. But I texted him in another Browns fan. I said Barry wants Watson. Let's see what happens. Like December twenty eighth. So I I had I caught wind of it. I again had no idea that it was going to be what it became. You know, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think. I think you have to trade Baker before he does the Heisman statue thing. I don't think you can have him talk to the media again. When is it was, that? It's it's in April. I don't know the exact date. It's in April though. And I feel like,
0: I feel like if you hold him for you know, you guys were talking about this last night. I yeah. what, what what the hell can he say at this point that's gonna
1: change anything? I just yeah, I just I feel like I feel like at some point the Browns just have to be like done it's not worth the headache anymore, yeah. you know, because he could, I mean, but, but the thing is he shouldn't say anything, but he also shouldn't have put out the letter, right. you know? So it's like, he shouldn't say anything, but he still might because he's, you know, he wears his emotions on his sleeves. He does that. That's what makes him Baker. So I just, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, obviously the Watson presser is going to be happening soonish. Um, obviously there's a lot of questions there. But obviously they're still going to get Baker questions, you know, like this, pre- that press conference could go for three hours if they let people ask every question that they have, you know,
0: they won't. I don't
1: think. No, no, they, no, there's no there's no chance. But like just the whole like there's like there's two big sides to this whole thing, you know, and there's the Baker side, and there's the Watson side. And it's like I the Browns have the ability to cut off one of the sides right now, you know, and I would kind of probably do that as soon as they could.
0: Yeah, I think if it's a difference between, you know, moving him and attaching a six versus recouping a fourth, then maybe it's not worth the headache. I kind of feel like there's got to be a market if somebody misses in the draft. Um, but yeah. you're right. I think maybe waiting that long is
1: uh, – I'm not Well, sure. and then the problem with waiting is the 49ers are going to wait with Jimmy G, right. you know? Like they have even less of a market because they're not sending Jimmy to Seattle, so they have one less team, you know? Yep. So – so you already have competition on and football wise i mean you can probably make an argument that you'd rather have baker than jimmy g but when you look at everything and how beloved jimmy g is in a locker room and sure. you know how he handles situations it's like mm, who would i rather have you know which one's an adult right <laughs> <laughs> yeah as as someone i think i know who told that told that to mort i can't really say it but i i think it wasn't. Some people were speculating. No, it was a team equipment manager. And no, it wasn't. It was. I doubt it. It was you, pretty high up there. You really think, more
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Chris Mortenson. I'm sure he runs with uh, with something like that. Um, yeah. Last thing. Uh, you mentioned David. I, one of the things that I love so much about what what you've done is it reminds me of of the Chase Down sort of community and the yeah. Cavs community. Yeah, and I know you're a big Carter, Cavs fan.
1: Justin and Carter are great. You know, I've been on the Chase Down a few times, and you know, I, I love those guys.
0: They, they've done a really good job. It is, it's, it's, it's very Cleveland. Um, I've worked in Detroit. Detroit fans are very similar. It is, it's, it's a, it's a pretty tight knit group. Um, and yeah. Cavs fans and Browns fans have, we, 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 we have uh, um, I guess a little man syndrome, I think probably uh, based on yeah. our, based on our shared experiences. Yeah. Um, just yeah. give me your thoughts on the Cavs right now. And it's been, I guess it, it, it feels like it's going backwards just a little bit, but it's been, if you take it as
1: a whole, the season has been a very, very positive experience. So the season's hundred percent a success because Garland's a star, yeah, and Mobley's a future a future star. You know, so the season's a success. It's been they probably overachieved the first what two three months of the season. You know, they got some breaks. They played teams that were just decimated with COVID. You know, so they probably they probably overachieved and were probably coming back to the middle of what they really are. I mean, and they, the Cavs have been decimated by injuries too. Obviously the, the Rubio thing sucked and, and, you know, the Garland's missed time and obviously Sexton's out. So, but I mean, they're fun. I mean, they're fun. Like we're going to, you know, huge game against the Raptors tonight. Like hopefully we stay out of the play um Cause I really, I mean, the nets are just sitting there. I don't know what's going on with Ben Simmons. I haven't been paying that close attention to it, but, I just I I don't feel too confident having to play the Nets. I don't think he's going to play this year. You don't think? It's kind of. I mean, they've been
0: making noises ever since the trade that have been sort of setting up. Oh, it's a back, and he's not mentally ready, and this and that. I don't know, man. Yeah. If I'm Steve Nash, I've got a cutoff point. I'm saying I'm not. I'm not getting you. I'm not warming you up in the playoffs. Like either get on the floor before it starts, or or we'll do
1: next year. I so it's like the cat It's like. It's like I'd be disappointed if they didn't get, like, an actual playoff series. I know. Like they, you, but, but it's also then I tell myself, like, how can I be disappointed because they overachieved, you yep. know? Yep. So it's like a weird – they kind of set up midseason expectations, and it's been a great season. But I would – I'd really – I think, like, Rock and mort like, that crowd, like, I think would just be awesome for a playoff series, you know? And So I hope we get it. I hope they hold on to six. And the East – I mean, the East playoffs is going to be like a bloodbath, it looks like. So – you know, I'm excited for some playoff basketball to be back in Cleveland.
0: Yeah, I think that's I, I think that needs to be the goal right now. And I even said this like a month ago uh, around the All Star break. If they can if they can get out of there with an actual series,
1: then I think that's um, that's a complete just, win I mean, for the year. I mean, if, if you win tonight, you should be good. Yeah. You know, like like they already have the tiebreaker over Toronto, so if you get one more on them with like what ten games to go, like it's it, you should you, they should be solid at that point. Cavs Raptors, a big
0: game. What year is it? I love it. Uh, I feel like yeah, right. It seems like, like every court. it
1: seems like every year,
0: yeah, <laughs> seventeen or something like that. Uh, Chops, thanks so much, man. This has been fun. Continued success. You're kicking ass. I um, appreciate the time and go Browns. Thank you, man. Go Browns. Thank you. All right, man. There he is, Chops. This is Jake Chapman here with you. It's been the Mostly Magic Podcast. We'll be back next week with another edition. Till then, have a great week, everybody.